0: Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast, where we interview highly successful workplace wellness executives, experts, and entrepreneurs, and learn how they have found success where happiness meets business profitability. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pele with the Profitable Happiness Podcast, and it's my pleasure to introduce to you today a gentleman with a fascinating job title. <laughs> I just love the idea of Director of Employee Happiness at Envision App. Avi Poslin's, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, doctor. How are you? I'm doing very good. And Avi, first of all, I just love your title and we talked about this a little bit. What is a Director of Employee Happiness? A Director of Employee Happiness is someone who takes
1: care of people in the way that, any way that they want to be taken care of and helps people figure out where they want to go, how they want to get there, whether it's pulling themselves out of a rut or getting themselves up to the next level.
0: Okay. So, so basically, are you part of the human resources function at your organization? I am. We have a 3 prong or-
1: organization, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a separate people development department within HR. So I sit in people development.
0: People development. That is so cool. And the reason I love that, obviously, because the the, the concept of employee happiness, not only is it very dear to my heart, and I'm sure to yours, (laughs) but it actually leads to profitability in organizations. And I I just think that's such an important topic. And I'm glad you're here to share the inside secrets on how it all works. (laughs) Now, Abby, before we get started, Tell us a little bit about how you got on this career path. I I do feel it's very unique. Tell us how you got started in in this field. So
1: my background is as a certified professional life coach, uh, which is a great background for this position. Um, I think it's different than many positions, many companies that bring in a coach Mm -hmm. in that they function as a a side helper. They, They function as sort of they're attached to the side of the company but I'm very much within the, the stream of the company, talking to so many people, talking to any, as, as many as, uh, of our 800 employees or so that I can, and getting a real idea of where they're, where they're at and where, where they can get to. So I would say the two defining moments of, uh, of where I am today is when I, uh, when I first interviewed with Dr. Joshua Ritchie, who's the, uh, the Dean of the uh, Institute or FUA Institute, where I uh, learned coaching. Just during that interview, something really clicked. And I was like, this is it. This is what I need to be doing. This is my passion. This is my mission. Coaching is the way I'm going to get there. And then the second defining moment was when I got the call from uh, CEO of Envision, Clark Valberg. And he said to me, I have this crazy idea. Do you want to come build it out? (laughs) And I said, yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting. What used to be a crazy idea is becoming one of the hottest new trends in uh, human resources. Uh, the whole idea that we have to actually, instead of spending $300 billion on trying to reduce stress in organizations, how about help employees just do what they love to do, be happy, and that that right there takes care of a whole chunk of the stress that people are feeling, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, thank you for clarifying the link between life coaching and what you do now. Um, tell us a little bit more about who your, if you will, customers are within the organization, the kinds of challenges you, you meet when you help them and how you help them in your role. So
1: I help them as a coach. Mm-hmm. I also help them because I've been doing this for almost six years In December it will be six years. Mm-hmm. So for example, we're a fully remote company, right? We're, so I'm, I'm primarily, I'm working with the people at Envision. It's about 750, 800 people. Mm-hmm. We're a fully remote company that comes with all sorts of interesting challenges like any business has plenty of challenges yeah right with communication with with doing all sorts of new things we're on the bleeding edge of 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 tech right we're the digital product the design platform powering the world's best user experiences and we have to be at our top at the top of our game in order for us to really do that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that every i always say that every road even the best road has some bumps Mm -hmm. and it's it's primarily figuring out how to help people handle those bumps. So they can do their best work and be, be not only engaged, but fulfilled through their work.
0: That is just such an interesting way of thinking about it. You know, Everyone's on a road, but there's going to be a bump. <laughs> and, and really, it's not let's quit once we get to the bump or let's be unhappy, uh, but let's fix the bump and maybe fix whatever obstacles you know are in our way. I, I think that's a great analogy. Thank you for that. Tell us a little bit about Envision App. What do you guys build and how do you serve your end customers what, what is the company's core product tell us about the company
1: uh we serve as at this point a hundred percent of the fortune 100 companies
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and many many other companies that are uh that are doing amazing things in the tech scene yeah right that are really doing the absolutely they're working in design they're working in des- with design thought and they're mm-hmm. coming to a design maturity mm-hmm. and they're using that design thought from the beginning of the process to the end of the process to create the apps that you love and that you use every single day.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Now, so, so I can imagine you've got people who come in and say, hey, I have a headache from all this hard work. <laughs> um, tell us the typical day in the life of a life coach within an organization. I just think the idea of being within by itself is really fascinating. So what's a day in the life for you? Day in the life is talking to people. I, try, I
1: call them chats as opposed to meetings. No one loves meetings, but people love to chat, yeah. right? And it's the atmosphere I'm looking for. Come in, sit down, put your feet up. Let's jam. Let's talk about what's going well, what's not going well. If it's going well, let's make sure to repeat it, right? For you and for all the other people in the organization, if it's not going well, let's talk through that. Let's see how we can deal with that. Is that a communication issue? Is that an understanding issue, right? Is this, is this a misfit? for your skill set or for what you love to be doing. So it's talking to people and then it's doing, then it's doing research on what's, what's the newest things in positive psychology. What's the newest things in coaching so that I'm on top of my game to best serve my
0: clients. You know, I'm glad you mentioned positive psychology because I was actually going to bring that up uh, within the context of, of this question. I'm going to ask you, you know, when I was in HR, um, I, I was a vice president of human resources and, uh, Coming to my door happened either one of two ways. You were in trouble <laughs> or something was wrong. And you were about to report somebody else who was in trouble. So it was almost like, okay, I got to go to HR. But how in your role, um, because you, you, your focus is really more on positive psychology, how do people show up at your door? Do they feel like, oh, something's wrong with me, I got to fix? Or do you go out of your way not to provide that kind of a feeling? How does that work?
1: Imagine you had a, a pothole. Again, to use the road analogy, yeah. you had a pothole on your street. I don't know about you, but where I live, I'm pretty sure if I call the city, that's not going to get the pothole filled in any sooner. Yeah. But imagine you had a cousin who works at the city, or a good friend who works at the city. You say, "Hey, Jack or Jill, can you help me get this get the, get me on the list to get the pothole filled in?" Yeah. That's probably going to happen much faster. So I want to be proactively build those relationships so that the, when there is something broken, it's not, you're not going to a stranger, you're not knocking on the door of inhumane resource, right? Inhumane, you're talking yeah. to someone who you have, right? You're talking to someone who you have a relationship with, who you're, who you're connected to already, who you're comfortable with, so that you can really work things out and have the best possible outcome for the for the employee and for the company.
0: Yeah. No, um, I, I, I kind of had a little chuckle there when you mentioned inhumane, because I think I've heard that before. Inhumane resources, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, resource, human resources does have kind of a tough uh, position in organizations. They're right in the middle between the leadership and the employees. And it, it's tough to be the one who has to translate how things should work. And sometimes people go, well, you have no power to change things. So, you know, you, you know you're just translating what they want. It just, I, I remember feeling that way sometimes. But in your position, you talk about building relationships. Wow. I mean, that to me is something that I'd love to learn more about. How do you do that?
1: Everything starts and ends with the human conversation mm-hmm. of just checking in on people. Hey, what are your plans for the weekend? What are you working on? What are your challenges? What are your most recent wins, mm-hmm. right? Celebrating those wins. Just connecting on a human level.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right we all have so much more that connects us than divides us
0: yeah
1: and they can you can always find those points of connection especially when you work at the same company that's that's like almost a giveaway yeah right so it's creating those connections and making sure that you're 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 nurturing those connections Mm -hmm. so that again when there is something that they that they want to move to the next level or they want to help themselves get out of a rut they -hmm. already have that connection they already feel comfortable
0: yep do you get any pushback with uh, people seeing you as just a happy guy in the, in, the, in the office? Hey, he's coming to smile at me. So let me put on a quick smile, even though I don't mean it. <laughs> Thankfully, no. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know,
1: but I don't think so. You know, understand that this is a, a position that the company doesn't have to have. No company has to have this. We have this position because it matters to our CEO, Clark Valberg,
0: and it matters to us as a company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. Do you, by any chance, work with external vendors? You mentioned that you you like to stay on top of the latest in positive psychology. Um, do you end up bringing in vendors who come to speak or teach or or do different things, or, or do you borrow materials? How does that all work?
1: We have someone, Mackenzie Hickory, who's wonderful, who does all of that stuff. She works for us internally, okay. and she does all of that those things internally. So management um, training. Uh, IC training, leadership training, all those sort of things where we're looking to resilience training, all those sort of things where we're looking to to, to be the best of the best and to train our, our groups. Mm-hmm. So we have that internally as well, part of the development.
0: That's really cool. So, that you, have, you have all of these things sort of built in. Um, you know, it, it shows the commitment of the leadership of this of your organization really uh, toward employee wellness. Now, let's talk a little bit about how wellness leads to profitability. You know, I think we mentioned this uh, before we started, how, you know, a lot of people know that employee wellness is important. Obviously, people know that happiness is important in order to create productivity. But what is the real link? How do you go from, I'm now happy, to we are now more profitable? (laughs) What is the link? And how do the CEOs see that kind of a link? How do you help them see that?
1: Absolutely great question. So employee engagement I think is a misconception. I'm going to answer your question about it in a roundabout way. Employee engagement's a bit of a misconception. What we really should be aiming for is employee fulfillment. To me the difference is that if your employees are engaged, they can check all the boxes. They can do all the things, right? But they're there for the paycheck. They might be doing it well, but they're there for the paycheck. Once you cross that bridge into employee fulfillment, people are there because they're getting both in extrinsic and intrinsic reward. They're doing something that builds them as a person and fills them up emotionally. It resonates with them, right? Once you can get people working in that zone, it's a completely different level of product. It's a completely different level of, of communication, of connection with the other employees. I always call it a win to the third power. It's a win for the company. It's a win for the, for the company on, on, a, uh, on a fiscal level. It's a win for the team, for those people, because it has such a positive ripple effect. And it's a win for the person, for the individual as well. So I think once you get people doing the things they're passionate about professionally and get them into that fulfillment zone, you're, it's, it's exponential.
0: Wow. Wow. What, what a powerful explanation to, for, for that. I mean, I, a lot of people talk about engagement, but I really love the, the line you've drawn between engagement and fulfillment. You did say something earlier, though, that I want to challenge. Um, you, you, you said that um, companies don't have to have a position of director of employee happiness. And I know you're being a, a nice, humble guy. You know, you're a nice guy, Abby, but you know what? I'm going to challenge that because, yes, they do. Look at what you're talking about. I mean, I once had um, I I once worked at a company where, believe it or not, my uh, person I reported to, the owner of the company, told me this emotional business, this intelligence, emotions, all this stuff is you know BS or whatever. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's not important. People just need to clock in, get the job done, and go home. <laughs> and I'm shocked. I'm like, how did you build this company, you know, with unhappy people everywhere? So I just wanted to, to say that. I think your position is very important, Avi. What's your What's your thinking around that? Oh, I agree fully
1: that my position is important. <laughs> but in the in the current structure of the way the business world works, you could theoretically have a have a a, uh, a company without it. I don't think you should. I don't think you should. But you th- definitely could. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I often think of myself as as this this position as a perk. Right. You have someone in the company who you can talk to about anything, who you can relate to, who you can just figure out what your next steps are.
0: No, that, that's, that's, that's just the truth, period. Tell us a little bit about what success looks like. So what does a happy employee look like? I know this is a very big question, but in your view, since this is what you do, what are the signs that you feel like you're being successful at what you're doing? The sign that I'm being successful
1: is when the client feels successful. When the client is, is running on all cylinders, when it's clear that going above and beyond is not above and beyond. That's what they expect from themselves. And they're doing it with the greatest level of passion and quality, but, but also with heart. Right? They're, 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 they're filled up. They're not drained from the experience. They might be tired. But mm-hmm. they're not drained from the experience of work; they're
0: energized by it. Mm-hmm. Do you have measurement tools uh, that that internally your team brings to bear to sort of confirm that success? We use Culture Amp. Use ooh Culture Amp. Yeah. Now I've heard of it. Th- I thought you were going to say Culture. There's another one by Deloitte, Culture or something. Can't think of it right now. But but anyway, interesting. So it's a tool that actually lets you measure culture or happiness what does it measure per se oh culture path uh, deloitte culture has a tool called culture path that's what i was thinking about
1: so yeah uh, culture amp um, helps you collect employee feedback so within those questions part of part of those questions some of those questions have to do with our culture
0: got it so so how it's how happy uh, are. okay so it's basically an employee uh, questionnaire that the whole company, I suppose, you know, gets access to. And from that, you can gain visibility into things like engagement and happiness and things like that. Do you do that on a, maybe a monthly or a quarterly or yearly basis?
1: Um, I think at this point, we do it three times a year.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's really important. And the reason I asked that question is, as you know, even though the happiness industry is actually awake and moving quickly and becoming popular people still attach a sort of fun and games (laughs) uh, viewpoint to the word happiness. But the fact is, as these tools show, you can measure these things now. You can actually, there's some scientific rigor uh, applied to that, correct?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, it's very subjective because it's how a person, it's a person's experience, right? You can consistently get those subjective Experiences higher, right? Four out of five, as opposed to three or two out of five, that's, that's going to increase longevity at the company. People are going to stay, people are going to bring their their best friends and their best people they've ever worked with. Right. And people are going to do their best work. Mm -hmm. Right. One of my mentors likes to say, if you give people your head, they'll give you your back. They'll carry your, they'll carry your weight for you. But if you give people your heart, they will give you everything.
0: Wow that is a quote that your friend should be proud of or your mentor, you said, right? That, that's a great one. I love that. So let's connect the dots again um, from happiness to greatness. I know we kind of started talking about that, but I, I wonder, you know, whenever I'm talking to leaders in, in organizations, they feel like leadership development, cultural, uh, uh, you know, growth, and, and those kinds of topics are things that you need but they themselves find it very difficult to draw a direct line from here's what's happening. The culture is getting better or uh, employees are happier or more engaged. And oh, by the way, this quarter, here's, you know, a 5% increase in revenue. Do you guys, not you per se, but in your position and in your prof- uh, profession, if you will, do you have means that you can use to make those connections easier for top leaders to understand? There's a tool like culture Amp?
1: Absolutely. Call tool call, called call, call Trump absolutely makes it makes it clear, absolutely makes it clear. I think I'm blessed with having a, a C-suite and specifically our CEO Clark Malberg who get it. Yeah, they just they get that you have to take care of people as people. Absolutely right. Absolutely. And I think if, if you have to if you have to convince leadership of that, you're really you're already starting at a deficit. Yeah, like yeah. like the leader you mentioned before. Hard to imagine that he's bringing in someone to be in, in charge of culture.
0: Actually, this was a she. <laughs>
1: but, she or she, sorry. Yep. yep. Yeah, Is in charge of culture. Yeah. So it's a, matter of, it's a matter of you start at a level of caring. You start at a level of trusting your employees, right, which is inherent to remote work. Absolutely. You start at a level of, I know people are coming to do their best work. I want to amplify that.
0: Yep. Now, you mentioned that you or a lot of people within your organization work remotely. Does that make the idea of re- relationship building harder? Do you have to do a lot of video conversations or, or, you know, how does remote relationship building work in this context?
1: Absolutely. So we're a fully remote company and Vision's a fully remote company. Um, so we're all, we're all remote and 750 people all over the world, which is pretty amazing. Yes. And yeah. It, mm-hmm.
0: No, I was saying yes. That's amazing.
1: And uh, you know how do how do you communicate? You over communicate. Mm. There's almost no such thing as over communication when you're talking about um, when you're talking about remote work, right? It means communicating on Slack, communicating on email, communicating on video conferencing, and doing it over and over until everyone is absolutely clear about what's what's going on.
0: Yep. Well, wow. So you know, as we. Uh you know, wrap up here. I, I just want to see if I can get you to give me your top three nuggets of advice from the inside. See, I look at you as I look at you as the life coach on the inside. That's that's how I see you now, because you've explained that and I love it. As the life coach on the inside, what are your top three nuggets of advice for employees on how they can connect to the idea of happiness, make it real in their lives, achieve that fulfillment, and then push on to productivity and performance?
1: Absolutely great question. I think it all starts with believing and knowing that you are the author of your own destiny. Be proactive. You are the person who has to be who has to be in charge of your happiness. Even if you have a great happiness person at your work, at your at your company, you are in charge of it. You are in charge of the quality of your life. So that means be proactive. Be proactive with your manager. Be your own advocate. Right? Get on your manager's calendar for regular check-ins. Prepare for them. Come with start stop continue docs that you can share with them go out of your way to show what you're doing right and then get feedback from your from your colleagues always get feedback from your colleagues ask for it invite it don't be Mm. afraid of it put yourself out there be vulnerable you'll gain from it your your, your employees and your colleagues will gain from it and your company will gain from it
0: powerful stuff powerful stuff so What are you currently excited about? Any projects that are going on um, and, you know, something you might want to share with people? And then, of course, we need to let people know how to get a hold of you if they're interested in those projects. Um, Yeah, I mean,
1: most of my projects are are internal, um, but we're always working on, on helping people achieve their best. Working on change management, right? There's always in a a fast-growing startup. There's always plenty of change.
0: Well, at least uh, at least you didn't say you're you're working on your new band like I am. You know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, are you music is very therapeutic.
0: I know. Are you a musician? I I I forgot if I asked you that.
1: Aspiring, aspiring. I love music. What do you play? I want to play guitar.
0: You want to play guitar? Can we change the language, please? You play guitar. Okay, that's it. Not well, but we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I can tell you that uh, from an employee happiness point of view, I've never found a position where I could just play guitar at work or involve music in what I do until I created that position. And that's what I do today. So I I think if I had someone like you to help me create a path toward that within a company, that would be really that would have been helpful for me 20 years ago. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So, any last messages, Abby, before we wrap up, and maybe how people can reach you?
1: Yeah, um I'd like to end with a quote from Maya Angelou, one of my favorite quotes. Um, she said that "I've learned that people will forget what you said to them, and people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel." Wow, And I think that really that really sums up this whole idea of having a happiness person at the at the company. No one will ever forget. You might forget all the details of the jobs you did, but you'll never forget how you felt doing that job. Did you feel trusted? Did you feel empowered? Did you feel like you could bring your best to work?
0: See, now that was such a powerful close. I got to ask you another question (laughs) about that because I love that quote. You know, do you feel like the word happiness is taking root? Like when you tell someone, I'm a director of employee happiness, do they think it's one of those, you know, sort of made up titles that people, you know, give to the person at the front desk, (laughs) you know, or, or, or do they really go, Oh, wow. Are you seeing a trend? Because the research is there now. The credibility is there. Employee wellness, the money, the waste of dollars, trying to fix those problems. It's all, it's all there. Are you seeing people catch on?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When I started six years ago, um, people were like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Right. Right and i learned to counteract it to pre- to preempt that with humor i'll say my, what do you do for a living i'm the director of employee happiness yes it's a real thing <laughs> yeah. right i learned to preempt it because i knew i was going to get a wacky or wacky response yeah um at this point it's a, it's a very different if i'm on a plane or i'm i'm traveling and i say i'm director of employee happiness people start to nod it's different than it was 6 years ago
0: it it absolutely is and and Good for you and good for, for me because that's the industry that uh, I, I like to call home as well. You know, um, Avi, I just want to say that, you know, I can see how good you would be or you are in this role because you just brighten things up the way you, 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 you sort of approach uh, the world. And I, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show. Absolutely. And people can reach me at uh, Avi I'll at- spell it out. Okay. No, no. I actually- Avi is
1: A-V-I. Mm-hmm at Poslins is my last name, P as in Peter, O-S as in Sam, L-U-N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, dot net.
0: Okay, and we'll have all of that on the show notes. Thanks so much, Avi. It's good talking with you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit DrPillet.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.